Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blurred. That's a um, black nerd. And each week I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. Well, here it is, another day, another episode of Minority Corner. Well, Aneke is back, our queen of Minority Corner. There's so many things happening right now, and our heart is absolutely breaking for the people of Ukraine. But we do also dive into a conversation of what also was occurring in the beginning when people were trying to evacuate Ukraine, that it was really hard for black Africans who were trying to flee, and just some of the stories that were coming out of that. So... We're holding space for all aspects of this very complicated situation that is happening, but it does seem like racism is still going to racism. And I can also talk about interpersonal relationships. How do you think is the best way to give feedback, give and receive feedback? And I can I do a little exercise. So take notes on how to give and receive feedback. It is an art form that we all practice and get a little better at. Well, y'all move over, little mix. I have a whole new bevy of music that I have fallen into and I can talk about the amazing music happening from black artists from Saweetie, Doja Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, her, like the list goes on and on. It's just a really great time for R&B and hip hop, especially with female artists and vocalists. We also talk about Tupac, one of the greatest MCs of all time and the influence and legacy left behind and what could have been cut way too short. In the main corner, dude, 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 here comes our friendly neighborhood spider woman the librarian no not an echo valerie the librarian y'all we're gonna get nerdy still celebrating women's history did you know about the history of the first spider woman who was black valerie the librarian oh yes she was <laughs> swinging around i can't wait for her to get introduced into the mcu and is gonna tell us all about her so hold on to your web slingers uh because we're gonna get into it well I'm going to stop talking. Let's get into the episode. It's time for an all-new Minority Corner. It's time to learn, laugh, and play right now. Well, Aneke, we would be remiss if we didn't also discuss... Well, you know you and I are world political thought leaders, so we have our finger on the pulse of all things Ukraine. So now to the worldwide news stage. Oh, yes. Oh, I shouldn't not, be laughing. I, Why'd you make me giggly, laugh right before that? We giggly, <laughs> we giggly here on Minority Corner because if we're not tacky. laughing, we're just crying all the time. I am I tacky. Run out of tears. Okay. I've spent so much time crying this past week. I don't have any more. There's no more aqua left in me. Um, no more water. Water runs dry. Boys to Men was writing about. It's me. just a little parched um, eyeball. Two parched <laughs> eyeballs. They did. They're thinking about oh that poor black boy. Oh. He won't have any more tears. They had the sight. Um, <laughs> so what do we... <laughs> Let's write okay, a song. And then we're going to be in linen. Going to on the... <laughs> so I want to like, copy that. I mean, this is absolutely oh terrifying. Okay, okay, go ahead. Tragic yes. of what's happening. Mm-hmm. So incredibly awful. Putin, what you thinking? What are you, what's your long awful. game here, baby boy? What you doing? And here's the other thing. 
why is everybody, why is anybody surprised? When someone, mm-hmm. Maya Angelou told us, when someone shows you who they truly yeah. are, believe them the first time, just, he mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. invaded a country back in 2013. What y'all thought he was going to do? What y'all thought he was going to do? And in the yeah. past, like, 10 years, corporations in America have gotten so buddy-buddy with Russia because we wanted some of that Russian oil. We wanted to get our, our goods and services mm-hmm. over in Russia. And now we're so tied to this, like, Mm-hmm. dictator leadership which i do not blame the people of russia it is mm-hmm. absolutely like this oligarchy leadership what did we think was going to happen here we are so but the other thing that is just so like, this whole entire thing is incredibly alarming but you know was reading coming across other disappoint this other right. other things that were it was doubly alarming as a black yeah. person in this con in this world to seeing another thing also happening so there's these reports of black africans who are not mm-hmm. able to flee the country um, because people are trying to flee there's a lot of uh, yes. folks from africa who will go to study a lot of students will go to study in ukraine because then it's cheaper than going to like yeah. the uk college or even students here to the u.s and are being pushed to the back of the line and in some cases are being asked right to pick up guns mm-hmm. and go fight for the country and then are, are not able to flee and like you're seeing all these reports of like open arms from other countries in europe when you know trevor noah did this really great like side-by-side comparison where if you remember not too long ago mm-hmm. when you have syrian yep. refugees who were fleeing needing homes all of these countries in europe were like no space yes. can't sit here they're gonna have to figure it out or even folks Haiti, from like africa remember? middle east like south mm-hmm. asia haiti they showed up and they're like get out of here you you get and yep. they're like pushing them out and and so it's like and then you even had like the prime minister who was saying uh of what country was it bulgaria the bulgarian prime minister he's like oh he said these are not oh, the refugees yeah. we are used to these people are europeans these people are intelligent they are educated this is not the refugees uh wave that we've been used to people were not sure about their identity people mm-hmm. with unclear past um use the word terrorist he essentially is like you right. know these folks also they look like me so saying the yeah. quiet part out loud um and so it's like again i'm already seeing this images it's hard breaking to see anybody having to experience this then you see people right. that look like me or like you know who are not able to yes flee and get safety either and then you hear fucking comments like it's this. out of control it's one of those things where it's like it's it's not an if or it's an and top of you know we're yes. bringing a of yes. course, first yes. and foremost, and we always have to give the preference because anybody who wants to be an antagonist is going to latch on without the preference. But we need to say that what's going on in Ukraine is awful. We feel for the people that live there. They've been, Absolutely. I mean, ever, I've been doing some research projects for school and Ukraine and Russia, this isn't a new thing that's cropped up. Ukrainian people have been under threat from Russia for a very, very, very long time. And so this is Mm high-key stressful, right? But on top of that, yes, and the racism towards African students and African people Mm -hmm. who are in Ukraine feels shitty. It's not good to see that happen. You can, can, yes, and, you can be persecuted and racist at the same time and you know (laughs) (laughs) that is a sap (laughs) i that's what the most alarming thing of this it's this worldwide like oh crisis situation like wait wait i still gotta be racist though 
Dude, back to the line. Back to the line, Darkie. Like, it's like, shouldn't you all be banding together? Like, racism knows no it's bounds. Wild. And it, like, it's so interesting because, like, the caste system, global. it's a global caste system. Like, anti-black Universal, is, sadly. It's global. And so, oh, I had said that I had had a barrage of race, microaggressive, not aggressive, not aggressive, aggressive. racist, racist things happening. Aggressive, aggressive. Y'all, you don't have to just write the N-word on my school <laughs> locker or put a burning cross. There are other ways for you to be racist these days. Trust me. The variety pack is oh, y'all are really just pack. getting that two don't for one sale. Don't be talking about a sampler platter of racism. It, racism comes in all. It comes in all different kinds of flavors. Y'all gotten smart with it. You know, like the evolution of food. Like there used to be just like one kind of Skittles. No, there's all What's kinds that? of different bags of racism. What's the chocolate so box? Many. The chocolate box, not not C's because C's is very <laughs> regional. There's oh. another sampler platter. Yeah, it's yeah, just. Yeah. <laughs> Is oh, this nougat? Is this nougat filled racism or is it? <laughs> oh, try this one. Oh no, no, this is just um, yeah. elitist. Oh, this one is oh from my best friend. Got it. Oh, this is coworker racism. So, Got it. So, uh, but so a coworker <laughs> messaged me because I had done a fundraising campaign over the holidays for the mm. homeless, which we barely got any money for that. I'm like data tech mm-hmm. company. Um, and when we tried fundraising for Stop Asian Hate, barely got any money for that. Mm-hmm. For after George, murder George Floyd, barely mm-hmm. even that. This white coworker comes out and is like, "Are we gonna do anything for the poor people of Ukraine?" To which I responded, "Appreciate your heart, love where your spirit is coming from." Not as in like, am I going to organize anything? Because yeah. you know, I'm doing lots of other things. But I'm gonna stop everything, organize this. Y'all barely participated in the last mm-hmm. campaign. And am I, are we gonna do anything for the poor people, you know, of Ukraine? And then again. I said to him, it's like, you know, really appreciate the heart space. Nothing's on the books. You know, we if we did do something, we need to uh, solicit from the rest of the company. Mm-hmm. What other or because there's a lot of people in conflict around the world. I was very careful. I didn't want to just be like, listen, Africa, um, hello, right. Syria. Are we? Yeah. But I Ethiopia. brought it broad. I was trying to be nice. Ethiopia. It's like, you know, there's a lot of conflicts going around the world. We want to make sure that we're, you know, helping every because yes. And. There are other, con- I would love everyone to have the same energy and heartache and pain that they're feeling towards Ukraine to then all the conflicts. Can we, let's all do it. Let's rally up. Let's go yeah. help support everybody. And so I said, you know, I, I meant, you know, and then he responded to me. He was like, you know, words are very important in the same way that, you know, we had to point, we, we had made sure to say that it was the murder of George Floyd. Oh my um, God. These people are, are innocent uh they didn't ask for this um yeah hello neither did the other folks and how dare you try to say like you know as if let me explain it to you black person and words that you understand let me invoke the words of george floyd i know and also this era of like hey we were there for you and now you black people you need to like you know support us in our time and need. That's what it felt. Like. I don't like the bringing up of the the George Floyd and being like nope. this is how we like that. Yep. It's not tit Fuck for you. tat. How? It's not nope. tit for tat. You do everything to help people as a humanity and you respect them all. Mm-hmm. And then maybe do a, instead of telling somebody to do something, why don't you do something? Hello, it's like, and that, and that was my thing. I was like, do you have any organizations that you would like? And this is what happens to me all the time. And I can't, I work in people ops. Everyone mm. thinks 
oh, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. I never go up to mm-hmm. like an engineer and I'm like, you need to make an app that works. Like, no, I, I, don't, no, I don't go up to anybody like, okay, marketing, <laughs> that was a know. shitty advertisement. Do something like this. I, I don't know. do that. But when you work in people ops and HR, everyone got an opinion. And then you're like, oh, great. I see you're passionate about this. I would love to support you on doing this. Right. Oh, I don't have time. I couldn't. Well, then I guess you don't really care that much. So PSA to all of y'all that's got HRs, people out, people, if you're not willing to help them out with some sort of idea, suggestion, keep it, you don't care that much. You got to do it. You got to do a couple steps further than just a suggestion. (laughs) Yes. Because that's basically being like, hey, I got another bullet point to put on your to-do list and I'm not going to help you with any of it. Thank you. And Nikki, you're so right. (laughs) They're your coworkers are so busy and I got it and people ops and HR folks like their customer they work with their customers right most people don't necessarily work directly with their customers there's a little bit of a separation like right you are their customers and they work directly with you and it's it's they're constantly getting like be there's a way to give feedback that's not just complaints like there is a radical candor does not just mean brutal honesty there is right. an approach and a way to do it with heart and kindness. And if yes. it's not constructive and actually helping and just how can you make it just 3% better, 10% better, it's not pointing everything out that someone did that was wrong, but in a way of like, I care about this person. I care about the situation. Ask if they yes. even want the feedback first and foremost, because they may not want yeah. it. <laughs> and that's fine. If they don't go on about and go do Thank your you. own job because you got one. And it's not nickel and diamond what they're doing. Everybody needs to listen to what James is saying right now, because that is the key to life to a good interpersonal relationships. (laughs) Like 100, like besides the point of humanitarian crisis in fundraising, because I've had a lot of this, I've made a couple of displays recently and I've had some people who have never made a display in their, their 10, 15 plus years come to me with books saying that this doesn't belong in the display yeah. or maybe nope. I should replace it with another book nope. or you know and it doesn't help nope. that the first display was a black history month display and the other one was a women's history month display and you know inhabiting both of those and being told that I'm wrong about the books that I pulled for those it's it's like you said offer it just say hey i if you would like i have a couple you know there's something here that i had a a, that you know i heard something on npr about would you like to hear it you know and then normally people will like me a nice kind-hearted woman would be like sure i'll listen to what you have to say i'm open for interpretation but if you throw a book at me that you took off of my display and said this is wrong oh get out of here you're dead to me (laughs) you are officially dead and i have nothing more to say to you you offer that up you're we're fine we're fine Nike, but we, yeah Nike, i love it's like and you start off they're human start off with like a compliment and i can love you put a lot of work into this i can tell wow this is so thoughtful i had an idea just something you know a way you can make this maybe three percent better ten percent better would you be interested in hearing that idea sure let me know yeah okay well i saw on npr that there was this other book would you think about maybe putting that in there up to you I love that idea. Thank you for bringing the attention to me. I had no idea about the NPR story. Let's move forward. Done and seen. Done. Done. <laughs> and we literally just did like a training exercise. And this is our new job. We go around and teach people how to be fucking human beings. It's not that hard. 
driving <sighs> people insane. Stop getting in everybody's I business don't. and just y'all need to do better. I don't understand. Do I don't understand. Uh, anyways, uh, okay. I would like to switch. Now that we got that out of our system, I want let's have some fun. Yeah. I'm ready. Give me some I fun. I have gone in deep because this is my fault. I was in such a deep little mix hole that. Oh, here we go. I, <laughs> I'm coming out because they're like, we're, we're taking a break. And I'm like, no. And I, <laughs> in my period where white folks were just wilding, um, y'all were yep. just doing okay. the most. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. How, whatever, your next meeting. Please get the Figure would you like some feedback. Tone it down. Let's give you some bullet points <laughs> to put on that list. Y'all, yes, do more. Do better. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um, so I'm like, okay, I just need black music. I just need so much black music. And I was also mm. really going on this journey. So I rediscovered hip hop and R and B. I it was like in my mind, I'm like, oh wow, hip hop and R and B has just like really disappeared. Well, if you're just listening no. to gay music. <laughs> I don't drive. I don't have a car, so I'm just listening to the music that I've been li- listening to you in, have the, not in the, the gay nightclubs. And you then haven't <laughs> turned on the radio. I haven't. <laughs> and I have discovered <laughs> such, and I love female MCs. I love them. They did disappear for a while. For a while, it was just Nicki Minaj. They did. But I came. They did. I came out of my little mix cave, and I was like, oh, "What, sweetie?" And I will tell you, I got to mm. sweetie from Little Mix. So because she did that, she did that confetti you song. Know, I'm fine with a gateway. I am fine with a gateway. And I do have to add. Yes. Little sausage. How to make the sausage. James and I were in a car. I was dropping James off after our brunch meal and our black meal. And and um, James was playing these songs for me that he's about to divulge into. Oh, yeah. And this is how I could tell you had never put your two fingers on a knob of a radio in the past three years because you said have you heard this song best friend with doja cat and sweetie i was like james if i turn this off and turn on the radio it would be on on three stations right now ah it would legit- <laughs> that is my jam you're my best friend she's a real bad bitch got her own money she don't need no nicks so good so yeah sweetie a doja cat her h-e-r do, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, mm-hmm. Cardi B, you know that. Like, there's just so mm-hmm. many lovelies. I just was in my shit. I will tell you this. If you haven't already, I lose my mind in the gym. And it's, it's given me, like, a bit of a... First of all, so that was, like, my black... Like, I have two different playlists. I have one that's, like, everything from, like, Beyonce to Lenny Kravitz. Like, if you are a black person, you made music. I have, like... It's on that list. Day playlist, like it's like this playlist will take eight mm-hmm. days to listen to because we are so amazing and it's so great to hear my people through my veins. It's great. I got Tupac on there. Mm-hmm. There's this one song on Tupac. First of all, like my brother and I have been texting back and forth about just like the Tupac and Biggie thing, and like Tupac was so brilliant. I recently rewatched him in Poetic Justice. The man is a great actor. Mm. He's. Yeah, he He's was great. He went. He went to, he went to mean, performing arts school with Jada Pinkett. I was gonna with say Jada Pinkett. Him and Jada yes. Pinkett were best friends. Will Smith was insecure about this. Ooh, mm-hmm. I mean, Tupac was a theater, was a theater kid. kid. Let's just be theater honest. Kid. And my brother was saying how mm-hmm. I mean, we were kind of thinking like, there's no stop. I think Tupac could have run for like poly for government. Like he, I think he'd be doing mm. more than just Law and Order SVU. No offense, Ice T. No offense, you know. 
But I think he... P.S. P.S. You brought it up, James. Have you noticed that Ice-T and Peter Dinklage have the same face? (laughs) Aneke Fitzclark. What is happening? Look it up. have derailed. Peter Since Dinklage. Since I brought it up, I didn't freaking you know. I, I mean, said iced tea. You brought up iced tea. And uh, I had to bring up his twin, <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Do not, I need a side by side. You will thank me. Eneke, I you, have a side no, by side. Oh my God. Eneke, this is, this is a very Continue talking. thing to just go <laughs> off. This is so wild. Off the rails. I can't do the rest of the show anymore. Wow. Yes, okay. you can. Um, you, I, anyways, I there is this Tupac track. We're at the end. This is after he had already gotten shot the first time. Yeah. He is going off on that yeah, He is calling out everybody. He's calling out. No, it's it, a lot. He's not even rapping at the end of a it, lie. right? He's like, I know. Have you seen the, <laughs> the memes of the background singers where they're like, give money. <laughs> give money. He's like. So at the end of it, Get he's like, money. he's not even rapping. He's like, he's like, I'll come for you too, no. Sean Puff. I come. And he calls out Little Kim. He calls out everybody's I'll go get your mama too. I like not even rapping anymore. And it's you know lot. why? There was no Twitter back then. This is what you didn't have Twitter. You oh. had to go to the studio and tell the world what you thought. And that's what it was. It was sort of like back in the day, they had to put in a pamphlet. He had to put it on an album track. And um that's what he did. That's what he but did. But I mean, maybe it's good that he didn't. Maybe it's good he didn't have Twitter because <laughs> he probably would have ended up saying some crazy stuff yeah, that but we maybe don't need. You Twitter know what I mean? Helps to keep the vibe. I wonder because I do feel like it was such a crescendo, the Biggie Tupac thing, where it was the height of like '90s and gun violence, yeah. and I think after that it was like, okay, we're we gotta we gotta calm this down. This is. This is too much. It's so heartbreaking. Yeah. He was so young when he died. And it just like he like his know, lyrics are so inspiring. His lyrics are very inspiring towards, towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. He's such a brilliant guy. Um, mm-hmm. But also, you know who else is brilliant and who is my new favorite, who you'll be hearing until the show goes off the air. Tell me. Already said her name. Tell Saweetie. me. I love that she oh, is sampling your favorite. tracks. Her song, My Type, if you don't have it. Put it on right now. She 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 samples apparently. What is it? Petey Pablo's you Freak a Leak. Love her, and she's like, I and I feel more yes. comfortable. I will like she gives me permission to say nigga, and I'll say it with a little a. I will say it because she got it in there. That's my type, nigga. That's my the type. <laughs> I know you were. I was like, Whoa. bad yeah, bitch. Okay. I'm gonna ride the dick I all night. That. I'm like, yes, it's such. A good line. So she samples that. And then her other song, Tap In, is so great. It samples Blow the Whistle. Do, 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 tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Mm -hmm. Blow the Whistle. Oh, and Eki sent me this picture. But she samples Mm -hmm. Blow the Whistle, but uses tap, tap, tap in. She does a good job mm-hmm. of like sampling and making it put in her own spin her to own. it. Mm-hmm. Especially because like women were the no Aneke. You can't just send two pictures of these. <laughs> Aneke sent this picture of just two men staring in facial hair, and she's like Peter Dinklage and Ice D. They, they have the same face. I'm done with you. <laughs> done with you. I'm done. Tap out. And I can tap, tap, tap out. No, 
I'm out. I'm just um, here to bring you some fun. Can, <laughs> I went on, I've gone on a journey with, like, you know what it is? I think for so long, like, my brother listened to, like, I think my brother, I'm going to have some therapy with you for a moment. Okay, here I we go. I think I had went away from hip-hop and R&B and, like, middle not that i fully went away but was kind of like because i mean you can't run away from it my family's gonna yeah. listen to it it's but pop culture. i think i went into like a different direction uh, because I, I think one my brother would listen to it and i was like oh like i'm mad at him right yeah, and, and you want to be different i want to be different and i think that was part of i think that was a huge part of it is like me mm-hmm. wanting to feel different and be different but also i do think that there is sort of I think wanting, I think my younger self wanting for safety, we are taught this mm. sort of like we wanted to assimilate. We wanted to be a part of like mm. pop culture. We wanted to be a part of mainstream. We wanted mm-hmm. to be a part of the like just we wanted to be accepted and loved and and R&B and hip hop and blackness for so long. And still to this day, except they, they like to take what they want out of it. But mm. it's it's it's. Like, oh, that's so ghetto. As if that's a bad thing. Okay, all right, whatever. I mean, when you go down to the hood, you see the start of a lot of these fashion trends that become popular. You know, you mm-hmm. look at mm-hmm. Euphoria, and half of those styles are what people called mm-hmm. ghetto 15, 20 years ago. You know, long mm-hmm. nails, hair extensions, different color hair, elaborate mm-hmm. eye makeup, mm-hmm. short, tight skirts. All that stuff was called ghetto back then. It's just, it's vulturing culture. It's mm. it's taking it and making it more palatable, you know? And I can understand, like, when you are, especially when you're growing up in these communities with not a lot of us in it, as you and I, you know, have had to deal Mm -hmm. with, you want to just be as safe as possible, self-preservance, you want to blend, you know, you don't want to truly express yourself for who you are, you know? And I think a lot of, that's a big thing for black kids growing up, especially in like white neighborhoods. Yeah. Well, and then in media, we're still in the nineties only being really shown one representation of what blackness is. And so when we feel like we don't fit into that, so then we're not, and then kind of feeling homeless. Well, I'm not, I'm not black enough because they're saying that this is what blackness is. And then, I, you know, and so, and and then it's like, but now there's all this other different media representations of what blackness is between like Issa Rae, like Zoe Kravitz, you have all these different representations. And so it's been just a really nice homecoming for me musically, where I just put on my black excellence, like playlist, and it's just black sounds and black music. And it's been just this beautiful homecoming, I think also being gay, or not knowing I'm gay, but it was also not feeling incredibly welcoming in and because it was also limited black queerness, but it was always there, always existed, right? And so I right. think it was But it wasn't to the forefront. Yes. It wasn't uplifted as and it is. Now, now I think I just it was this sort of running away, you know? And now I feel and again, like you said, rebel is my way to rebel because I'm like, I grew up with this. I also didn't feel like I uh was a part of this community. I didn't feel like I was accepted in it. And now I'm like, oh wait, me just being me. I am blackness. Like I am part of this big, beautiful ass black diaspora that needs me to show up in the full aspects of my fullness to stretch yes. out what our community is. I do a disservice when I don't fully show up. So, Oh my God, James, you really just kind of opened it up for me because that makes a lot of sense as to like, I remember I went to middle school and there was a good amount of black kids there. So I didn't really have like an excuse, but it was kind mm-hmm. of the thing where I was 
teased of not being the right type of black person. Mm -hmm. I was an Oreo or whatever I Mm -hmm. was, you know? And so I never thought that, oh, well, I could listen to this music, like, you know, like hip hop and R&B and stuff and enjoy it. But I could never be really embrace it because I wasn't, I would seem phony or something because I was told Mm -hmm. that who I was, wasn't black enough or wasn't the type of black person. And it's true. Now I I know I'm a black person. I am proud of being a black person. I love Mm -hmm. being a black person. It's who I am. Mm -hmm. I walk first into a room. That's what people see. You know, nobody's telling Mm -hmm. me that I'm not, you know, I, well, you know, she doesn't really act black. So, you know, that none of that shit's happening. Yeah, they're not happening. like, oh, I bet she bought the new Shania <laughs> Twain album. Like, no one's, no. No one's thinking so that. So it's like there is sort of more of a freedom to embrace, you know, the like this, the true, like, hip-hop and, like, women MCs that are uplifting and stuff like that now because it's like I'm just expressing who I am and I don't have to feel judged or mm-hmm. you know told that I'm not doing it right, right. you know yeah. yep. like and I think it helps because we have so many different representations now that we did not use that it was very limited in what mm-hmm. we were being shown black people are to the right. point that even Zoe Kravitz, who she wasn't mm. allowed, like they wouldn't even let her audition for Christopher Nolan's Batman. Our dear beloved Zoe Kravitz wasn't allowed right. to audition for one of uh, Christopher Nolan's because they're like, oh, we're not seeing. There's no urban role, and w- yeah, you're not. Ur- you're too urban. She, they were, Zoe Kravitz was told she was too urban for it, and she was like, "What does that even mean?" She was like, right. "Like I'm gonna go up and be like, hey yo, Batman, a was good player." Like that's what she was gonna do. Like, oh, there's no black people in Gotham. But here's the thing: it's extra stupid because Gotham is the most urban of urban cities that have ever urbaned in my urban life. You know, very like, true. Gotham is, is New York. Gotham is New York City. That's the whole entire idea. Is Gotham is supposed to be fucking New York City? That's mm-hmm. why when you go to New York, you see places called Gotham, like because yeah. it is this idea, the same thing. Um, right. And jokes on you, Hollywood, because she's now flourishing as Catwoman. I have seen. She's. I have seen it in she a two, is Catwoman. two hours and fifty five minutes of amazing runningness like yes you have to find three hours of your life but you will not regret it <laughs> I know. and that was like you were you and andrew gonna go i mean we were gonna go but we don't you know when you get one night off then <laughs> you don't want to freaking give that away to a movie even though it might be a good movie but you got a lot of things to cram in and three hours is a lot of time <laughs> Three hours we is a got lot three of hours. time. Uh, I do not got three hours to waste. Maybe if she was over, spent the night for two nights, maybe I could afford a three maybe. hours. Right. No, I know. I got it. You got one night only. Jennifer Hudson's coming in. You got one night only. One night only. only. One night one night only. only. <laughs> Fair. But I do. It is it's so good. I recommend it. Zoe Kravitz is amazing. I hope I'm gonna she gets watch it. a spinoff or a series. Also, Gotham, Gotham, this Gotham is hella black because... Jeffrey Wright plays Commissioner Gordon. Hell yes. Who is Commissioner Gordon's daughter, Barbara Gordon? Who is Barbara Gordon? Batgirl. What is HBO Max about to make? James saw asking all these goddamn questions. Just give us the answer. It's Batgirl. And they're filming a Bat- Batgirl series right now. So Guess what of- her profession is outside of saving crime. What is Library. Her- well, 
I think that has set us up so well for <laughs> our next segment in Neke. We're going to switch gears here. And Neke, two, 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 on over to you. Let's and we're gonna go. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to unpack. Unpack oh. Spider-Woman, another <laughs> black librarian. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay, look at them. Uh-huh. They're all doing it up. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> how do I know you're not Batgirl or Spider-Woman? You'll find out. Uh, shh. Maximum Fun is a network by and for cool, popular people. But did you know it also has an offering designed to appeal to nerds? A show for nerds? On Maximum Fun? The devil, you say? It's true. It's called The Greatest Generation, and they review episodes of a television program for nerds called Star Trek. They've reviewed TNG, DS9, and are now reviewing Voyager. Hey, Star Trek. My daughter enjoys that program. Well, if she enjoys that, and she enjoys humor of the flatulent variety, might I recommend she subscribe to The Greatest Generation? Hey, are you calling my kid a nerd? Why, I oughta... Well, gotta go! Become a friend of DeSoto by subscribing to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org today! Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And... They hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Spider-Girl, Spider-Woman, does yeah. whatever librarian, your, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Woman You've been saying this from day one. You're like, it's me, Aneke. Go back to the tapes, the archives, kiddos. Like Aneke's first episode, her corner, she's like, it's me, your friendly neighborhood librarian. Guess what? I've been spreading crumbs this whole... Actually, no. I wish. If anybody asked me to save them from a, an evildoer, they'd be shit out of luck. So I'm not even going <laughs> to pretend. You're like, well, I can find you a book on yes! how to get out of this situation. I can call 911. oh shit my phone just died well Mm -hmm. good luck riding on her bike riding on her bike (laughs) i can't even ride a i don't even know when i was on a bike last side story side story i went on a date in uc santa cruz one date obviously didn't last after this i hadn't been on a bike in a really long time we went down one block. It was supposed to be like a cute beach thing. I had a backpack. The backpack threw me off balance, fell <gasps> off the bike, scraped the whole side of my body, no. and went home. No. Oh, I'm clumsy. You, you know what? Snaps to you, Amelia Bedelia, <laughs> Black Delia. I, our Amelia <laughs> Black Delia. Because you tried. In I tried. Mind, what I, I, I will tell you this. Aneke will give her the old college try she I might will. fall she's like she will 
she had an audition for Nike a few years ago. And a, f- <laughs> a few years ago, I, this is like close to 20 years ago now, but I'll take it. <laughs> they were, they're like, can you run? She's like, sure, I can run. But they were like thinking like track star, like, you know, you Lolo know Jones. <laughs> standing still at that time, not now, but at the time, standing still, I looked like a fit runner muscular type but Mm -hmm. not when i started moving it would just be a jiggle jangle in a way and as soon as i they're like can you run for us and i was like okay and it was just like oh waga 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 and i did not get the role but you know what fast forward anyways and you did did. and you did a date they're like you want to ride a bike you're like sure there's but you know what it all works out in the end just oh okay So we are going to be talking about the first Spider-Woman. Now, normally, James, when people think about Spider-Woman, they think about this woman named Jessica Drew. That's what I think about. She's Mm -hmm. white. Uh She's got a yellow-red costume. And I think she's a little gay. I got it. And and I love that. This is there's no Jessica Drew hate going on over here. She's holding the torch. I'm proud for her. I wish that she would put her hair up in a pony. None of these oh, ladies yeah, do. Yeah. That's unreasonable. And I will tell you, it's one thing that I do love about I'm gonna separate the artist from the artist. But our mm-hmm. MCU, I'm gonna say this very carefully. Our MCU Hope Van Dyne. Yes. I'm not gonna say her name because she's a little She's like supporting oh. them truckers. Oh on the, yeah, uh, she's doing that anti-vax stuff, yeah. isn't she? But I think we'll get to comment down in a moment because we're coming out of the pandemic, kind of. I know not everybody. It's kind of weird and awkward, but mm-hmm. I think eventually yeah. there's gonna be nothing for you to protest about because we're gonna move on. So I think we're gonna get to move past and be like, I oh, hope that's so. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I she. I mean, we very... got the same problem with our Black Panther star too. I so. know, but again, hopefully by the time the movie comes out, Letitia Wright will be. Girl, do you want this role or not? <laughs> we trying to make you the Black Panther. Stop <laughs> it! Put the phone down. Go make a movie. <laughs> I just became her uncle all of a sudden. I know, but you know she needs uncle. it. She clearly she needs it. it. She don't. I can no talk uncles. to her like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. she was doing okay. good. I saw, I saw her in that tugboat murder movie. What is it? Death in the Nile. I went to the theater. Oh, to go with see it. with another unnamed actor in there. Jeez, what's happening? <sighs> oh, Take these phones away from my people. God. Well, Army Hammer just needs to like go into a cave and never be seen again because he is a monster. Uh, I he's back with his wife. Anyways, I, I know. moving yes. forward. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, last Ooh. thing. Hope Van Dyne puts mm-hmm. her hair in a ponytail, and Evan- Evangeline Lilly was adamant that that happened. If you notice, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, she has messy hair the entire mm. time. She was like, I need okay, messy Okay, you hair. know what? I appreciate those those notes, because that's a, that's a realistic note that we need. Mm-hmm. All right. So, one woman who did not need a ponytail, and we'll get to that in a second is the first Spider-Woman, not Jessica Drew. She was not the first Spider-Woman. The first Spider-Woman was named Valerie, and she was a librarian, a.k.a. known as Valerie the Librarian. Okay, keep it simple. <laughs> don't let them forget. No don't last name. Don't let them forget. She don't need Middle name, name, the last name, Ooh, librarian. I just Googled her. And look at this black Okay, don't lady. say anything. We're going. Okay, We're talking sorry. about it, okay? Why are you Googling during my session? Okay, I'm supposed to be teaching you. You know what it is? <laughs> I am used to, little plug, my show, my morning show, Get On Up, there's a visual mm. component to it. So, I, it's yeah. so I'm so used to seeing the images. 
Well, just put her in your eyeballs and agree with me when I describe her later. Yes, I will. I love it. And listen to James's morning show. Yeah, uh, get on over there. Get on up with Get On Up every 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific time on your Alexa or YouTube on Yes. Backhand. Okay. So, a little background information. How before we how we how do we get to Valerie the librarian? Okay. So, we're going to take a trip back to the 70s, okay? And specifically, 1971, there was a Sesame Street knockoff show called The Electric Company. Oh, I think Bill Cosby was on Have you heard of The that. Electric Company? I thought Bill Cosby yeah, was on that. Yeah, he was. I yeah. even have a thing where I was going to call him Pill Bosby because I didn't want to oh, say it. Oh, here but. I am. But you know what it is? <laughs> because I've watched the documentary, we need to talk about Bill Cosby. I feel more yeah. comfortable. It was. It's very therapeutic with that documentary. You, I'm able to, okay. not like I'm forgiving him or anything, but I feel able to talk about him in a in a in the right way. Like I, I call okay. him out for his things. Uh, yeah. Well, there were two people who were not problematic that are on the show as well that we both love. First one being Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. He was on the show. And Rita Moreno was on the show. Okay, Rita. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight. So it was on PBS for six seasons. So between 1971 to 1977. So it's nothing to shake a stick at. It was like a pretty, <laughs> if you grew up in the 70s, you knew the electric company. I'm sorry. Why do, I don't know that we'll unpack this right now, but why do we say that? Okay. It's nothing to shake a stick at. What are we shaking a stick? What would that, nothing to shake a stick at? <laughs> I mean, if there was, if I was in like a hut in the woods and there was rats coming onto my property, I'd probably shake a stick. Oh, so, you know, that probably like, came from get somewhere. Get out of here. I don't like this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't mm-hmm. shake your stick at that. I like it. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay. So, on the electric company, um, they were there. So, they had a segment where they would have a live action Spider Man section. Mm. So, like, the live action Spider Man would show up and they would call it like Spidey Super Stories. And he would like do his his thing, and then Marvel was like, "Oh, we love this. Let's do a collaboration and let's make um, actual comics that are um, that are tied into the Electric Company stories." Oh. Yeah, and so in the actual comics, they took characters that were from the Electric Company. Like for example, Morgan Freeman had a character named Easy Reader like a play on Easy Rider, but he like would like to read a lot. And he would show up in the Spider-Man comics. And then on the show, there was a character called Valerie the Librarian. And so they had her show up in a couple of um, ep- couple of comics of Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. And so on the 11th edition of, Super Spy- of Spidey Super Stories that Marvel produced... Um, Valerie the Librarian, <laughs> she became the first Spider-Woman. <laughs> this story is ridiculous. Oh, Get ready for it. Okay. This is ridiculous. So, <laughs> freaking Valerie is just walking down the street, right? And Peter Parker, meanwhile, is on a roof above her taking a sun bath, sunbathing. As, as a spider does. He got to re- as a spider Listen, does. He's got to refresh. Put your own oxygen mask on first. Peter Parker, no. Peter Parker's like this is self care. <laughs> I got to sunbathe. I got to do some self care. <laughs> so he's up there getting a tan, and he tied up his little spidey suit in like a little web, and he hooked it off of the side of the roof. 
it snaps and falls into Valerie's lap. <laughs> and Valerie goes, I could use this. <laughs> Okay, Valerie. She because she, she knows she's she him doesn't swing, even go. swinging around. She's like, oh shit. All she right. takes this and this is in the comic. She takes this goddamn suit to her home. <laughs> she goes, I, well, I'm not Spider Man. I can't climb up walls. Let me put some suction cups. <laughs> so she puts suction cups on it. They like show her by like a sewing machine. <laughs> Put in suction cups <laughs> on the Spidey okay, suit. Okay, Valerie. And then, and then she starts like solving crime. Like she was able to like defend her library because she just wanted to defend her library. She defended her library against the Vanisher and April Fool. Oh snap! <laughs> I mean, listen, the seventies were no joke back then. Seventies were no joke. Uh uh-uh. uh, they were no joke. And then she gets into the big leagues. So Spider Peter Parker is sloppy now, mm-hmm. right? He starts to get attacked by the vulture, mm-hmm. who is like, you know, Michael yeah. Keaton. He's a big, big deal, deal portrayed in the MCU. He's one of the biggest uh, villains that Spider-Man ever goes against. Well, Spider-Man got sunburnt, and so he's not performing <laughs> so well. <laughs> he loves his suntans. He loves it. You know he what? It makes sense because look at him. Yeah. He is covered head to toe he's like i'm never getting any vitamin d so he's like after a battle i gotta take this off and soak up that sun before it sets yes (laughs) and then valerie the librarian steals it modifies it (gasps) and so she helps (laughs) spider-man beat the vulture okay those suction cups yeah yeah she I love cartoons and animation. I know. Because as a kid, you're just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. This Suction cups. Like- <laughs> right? It's so silly. I love this so much. Actually, as you were and, telling like, this, they're, like, quipping at each as other. As you were telling this, I was like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, she finds a Spider-Man suit and she becomes Spider-Man. I'm like, that makes sense. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. How is she going to stick to the walls? And then you answered it. She was like. Suction cups. <laughs> And she didn't find it. Let's let's let me remind you. It literally fell into a sign her hands. from the goddess. She's just walking down the street, and it goes. And you Wah. know what? <laughs> if we really dive in to Marvel mm-hmm. folklore, there is a character named mm-hmm. Madame Web, and she is because there's spider people mm. all throughout all the different universes. And Madame Web, the idea is that all of the the multiverse is connected through a giant web, and Madame Web is connected to all right. of it. So. It didn't, and my theory is now that that didn't just fall on her. Madam Web was like, "Boop, you're a spider person. Get in here." Get I love here. that. You, Valerie, I love that. Theory. She did it. How's just gonna fall? And okay, so <laughs> so first, okay, there t- there's three other things I want to talk about. First thing I want to talk about is the way that she looks because she is she cute. She got a little mm-hmm. afro. And she got her cat eye glasses on. <laughs> it's a mask. And she got that skin tight like outfit. Cat eye mask. Right? I'm like a mask. Okay, a cat eye mask, but it looks cute. It, it looks cute. groovy. She looks she cool. Look groovy. And they, I love that they gave her an afro too. Mm-hmm. Like she kept her afro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just love that they like made her unapologetically black and a woman in the spider yeah. suit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they didn't like change her or make her different or try to like whitewash her or nope. whatever. She was just like, I'm going to, I have an afro in real life. So I'm going to put on the suction cup suit <laughs> with my afro <laughs> and I'm going to help Peter Parker Dang. save Already the day. Know what, f- and Nikki's going to be dressing up for Halloween. You literally, 
I'm too tired. <laughs> you, I mean, this is your costume, Valerie the librarian. And they're like, oh, are you Spider-Woman? They're like, or like, like you Spider-Man? They're like, no. Valerie librarian, Spider-Woman. Spider-Val. Spider you know, maybe I could do something like that. Could. Anyway, so I love this. The little cat eyes? So, okay, that's the way she looked. Here's the other thing that's really, really cool about Valerie the She's librarian. She is the first ever black woman superhero for Marvel oh. because she shows up a year before Storm Hold, does. That is, okay, hold on to that trivia and get ready mm-hmm. to out-nerd all of your friends because they think they know and they have no idea. This is the mm-hmm. diary of Valerie the librarian. <laughs> <laughs> Forgotten. And, of course, Aneke, watch this. Three years from now, or maybe even four, we're going to be watching a Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie, and here comes... Valerie the Librarian. We're going to speak this into existence. We have done this Here's, okay. so long. You know Marvel's going to bring this back. That's, that's the third thing I wanted to talk about. So Zendaya. they have very much made her canon by giving her... Zendaya is okay. already MJ. <laughs> Anyways. I don't know. I was like, maybe that was their long the game plan. Or maybe the Vulture's daughter. No. Michael Keaton's daughter. Maybe yes. she comes back and she's... Was her name Valerie? That's complicated. Anyway, so, no, but here's the reason why that they have made it a possibility for her. um, That we could either either see her in the animated Spider-Verse or we could see her in the MCU Spider-Verse because they have given her her own Earth. She's from Earth 57780, so she has her Mm -hmm. own universe that she can come through. Come through, Valerie! she can come Come through through the Mm -hmm. (laughs) Spider-Verse. I'm excited. There's... how cool would it be? That would be like the biggest amazing Easter egg to give to us black yes. like nerds is to give us Valerie the librarian. Like it would be big. I, that makes big. me so happy. It's like, only a matter of time before it's only a matter of time. As I'm looking at this article from Screen yeah. Rant that popped up, it's got to start getting traction. We're talking about it. This just came out January 28th. Mm-hmm. This is a forgotten hero. And a decade, wait, what a way to celebrate Ladies History Month because this is absolutely part of yes. the history. This is so exciting. It's straddling. It's Black History and Women's History Month and, you know, library appreciation because I'm a librarian. I've been holding on to Barbara <laughs> Gordon. Now I got Valerie. Yes. She's also, Barbara Gordon just happened to be a librarian. Valerie is oh, the librarian. I feel like you just pushed Barbara Gordon <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> just, okay, bye, Barbara. <laughs> I, I wonder if. I mean, to be the I librarian. Know, the, but I you love know, it. oh, no. I was going to say maybe they see each other at conferences, but one's in Marvel, one's in DC. So they know. Oh, yeah. They, the two <laughs> shall never meet. The two shall never meet. But I will say. She already got a theme song, which is Amy Winehouse's Valerie. 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 Just swinging. Valerie. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I got to figure out how she's going to make that swinging happen. I'll be Valerie. You are. They got to get your suction cups. I'm ready, MCU. Give me. I'm Valerie the Librarian. I'm plug and play. I'm ready to go. She comes to save the day. It's Valerie the Librarian. Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> Our neighborhood Valerie. Well, there is the episode. There is the episode. So, 
there it is. How are y'all doing? I know it seems like World War Three is on the brink of happening. And at the same time, I do understand that some of the stress and pressure and why there's so much attention happening to Ukraine, not only that they happen to be fair of skin, but it is a country that has nuclear weapons that is infiltrating them so it has everyone clutching their pearls totally understandable uh, i just hope that as we continue to move forward um that the same response that we have here it's our blueprint that we continue to help other nations and countries that are experiencing um travesties as well uh, that would be that would be my hope that would be my hope I do understand that this is the house that's on fire right now, but I think that we can hold space and capacity uh, for many of the wrongs that are happening around the world. If we're strong enough, we can do it. Let's, uh, let's keep on keeping on. Well, there it is. Oh my gosh, y'all, please do yourself the favor of going down a Doja Cat rabbit hole of live performances. This woman is so incredibly talented. Please do yourself that favor. Give yourself that gift. Doja Cat, so talented. So incredibly talented. And don't forget, we I have a new show. I have a new morning show. Uh, get on up uh, with Jam and Renee. And uh, we hope to see you on over there. So you just, uh, if you have an Alexa device, you can just say open up back channel anytime between 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific time or 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Uh, we're also on YouTube on the back channel site. Links are in the show notes or information on how to find it. And if you miss an episode, you don't catch it live, no worries. You can catch it on YouTube later that day. So uh, don't worry, not going anywhere, just changing platforms, changing spaces. So hope to see y'all over there. Well, that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. Can't wait. Take care, y'all. And big thank you to Sarah Brown, our producer and editor, Lori Fowler our production coordinator, and to all of our amazing Get On Up listeners, that's you all, and our Maximum Fund members. Can't do the show without y'all. Well, thank y'all so much for listening to Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.